Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Okay. We are back. We're back. Once again. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah, it is Super Bowl Sunday, huh? Yeah, man. You're going to go watch the game and Fuck no. root for somebody. No idea who's even. Do you don't know who's playing? Nope. I'll tell you. I prefer you didn't. I'll bet you can guess one of the teams because they've been in the fucking Super Bowl for as long as any of us can remember. Fucking Patriots are back. And then the uh, L.A. Rams, who are back in L.A. There was L.A., then they moved to St. Louis. Now they're back in L.A. So, cool. there you go. Exciting, riveting. I cannot wait. Nah, I know. It's not. It's you know, funny. It's, it's really common in the jiu-jitsu community that very, very few people are football fans, or sports fans in general. Yeah. I mean, the majority of us aren't. Yeah. I would have to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a few here and there. You know, like, I, I think Kevin likes to watch football once in a while. He's yeah. not a big fan. See, that's he like to I, watch it once in a while. Yeah, I'm not a huge... I don't know what you would... I, I'm, I'm more, like, aware of it than, like, a fan of it. And a so, lot of that just becomes is because, like, honestly, if I'm watching TV or I just put something on in the background, man, nine times out of ten, it's, like, Sports Center or some, like... Uh, 
you know, because it's like I don't want to watch something, so I don't want to mm-hmm. start it and end it, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be like and you just want some noise. In just the want some noise. I don't want it to be like real high level stuff I'm having to think about. So that's why I like. You know, I keep up on like Anthony Davis demanding a trade and wanting to go to the Lakers and play with LeBron James, right? It's like, why the fuck do you know that, James? But that's why. It's just bullshit. A lot of shit sticks. My so. background noise most of the time is Seinfeld reruns. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I have so many Seinfeld episodes stored in my subconscious. Dude, wow. So I'm... many Seinfeld references, dude. Seriously, like, I mean, if I if I don't feel like listening to a podcast, yeah. you know, I'm just like, I don't want music. Like, fuck it. Seinfeld reruns. I'm just putting on TV while I'm doing shit around the house. and it's, So I'll hear it as I'm in and out of the room or here and there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, Dude, there was something the other day I was making a Seinfeld reference about. I can't remember what it is. I'll probably remember later. But yeah, it's one of those shows. It's like The Simpsons. Like, you watch enough episodes and you can pretty much relate anything that happens to you to one of those episodes. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's like this on that show and so actually you learn a lot about life that's one of those shows that we're talking about it's like dude how have you not seen Seinfeld if you watched like Modern Family or like one, you know like what the fuck are you doing watching any of these current pieces of shit sitcoms <laughs> if you haven't seen Seinfeld yep. or <laughs> The Chappelle Show The Chappelle Show yeah man come on Joe Funk <laughs> by the time you hear this episode I fully expect him to have watched at least a couple episodes he said that he's seen uh, a couple show. clips, so he's not like completely unaware of it. Like he's seen the was it Tyrone Biggums, the black white supremacist. Is that what was it? Yeah, was that his name? I think so. Yeah, something like that. Bigsby. Bigsby. Clay- Clayton, Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. Yes, that's what it was. The, that what it was. the the blind blind black, black white supremacist. Blind, the blind black white supremacist. <laughs> oh man, that's one of the clips I've let Shiloh watch. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, man, this is, is so, so hilarious. Funny. Dude. When he takes his mask off and one of the dude's heads like explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway, so he's seen a couple, so it's not like he's not but that but, I mean that's funny though, like that's how pervasive that fucking show was. Is even if you didn't watch it and you had no intention Man, that show still, it was such a pop culture. It was so good, man. Like, that you know, like the whole thing, like, I'm rich, bitch. Like, you say that, it's like, dude, that's fucking from the Chappelle show. Fuck your couch. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? I'm not a truck driver. I bought all these menthols. (laughs) I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, Anyways. so, but, uh, so yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll probably watch a few minutes of it. I don't think I have the ability to watch it. If I don't have regular TV. No. I got the ESPN Plus app so I can watch fights. But I bet you anything, Super Bowl's not on there. No, I don't think so. It's on like... I got the the, the satellite, the little fucking antenna mm-hmm. that you got to pin up now to get your local stations. Yeah. It's like pretty much the only reason I have it. The only, only reason I ever watch that shit is if I'm curious or trying to kill time on a Sunday and watching football. But... I don't know. It's funny. I think we talked about this before. Like, football is just not... It's almost weird, man. Like, the knowledge now of, like, oh, like, this is entertaining, but these guys are fucking killing themselves. Like... Their careers are so short-lived. The head trauma and the body trauma and the, the, like, effects that that actually has. And, like, yeah, I know the NFL is trying to, to step up and help change that, but still, there's a little bit of you that's watching. It's more like watching a fucking nasty car wreck that you know like dude somebody probably got really hurt or died there rather than like 
you know, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's fucking entertaining. But anyways, seeing cars pointing backwards on the road when I'm like, how that happened is different than like, oh, fuck, that dude got fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we want to watch that shit. Two human beings crashing into each other. It's entertaining. It's always entertaining. Always entertaining. So, speaking of which, we watched the Gordon Ryan... Uh, gave gave your all Rocha match. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. An interesting match. Yeah, Gordon Ryan wins by a point yeah. because of his heel hook attempt. You know, so it was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a decent match. Yeah, kind of, kind of on uneventful, nothing too exciting. Yeah, it's tough, man. When you got two high level guys, two, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I really think that's the biggest thing as to why. Jiu-Jitsu will never really be mainstream because even for dorks like like us that love it, it's yeah, still, it's still not super spectator friendly. No, like I, I like I'm not gonna sit down and watch a whole event, you know, just match after match. Yeah, like I like that Kasai Pro that went down last night. Okay, I'll take like two weeks and watch all the match. Like, oh, I'm it's you know it's dinner time. I'll fire up you know my flow grappling and put a match on and watch yeah. the match where I eat. You know, it's because it's about the perfect length. You know, like ten minute match. <laughs> Boom, I eat, watch a match, and that's it. I got my feel. Like, to sit down and just watch match after match, like, it's just... Oh, it's get, tough, man. You get, you get bored, bored, man. A little yeah, bored, yeah. yeah. And, and we're into it. We understand the intricacies of it. Can you imagine someone not having any idea? Right, yeah. It makes no sense it at all. It makes no sense at all. Just two fucking guys rolling, all sweaty, rolling around together on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're into porn. <laughs> like, I guess it's not for you, you know? I get it. Like, it's not, it's not entertaining, man. Yeah, not to... Not necessarily to watch. It's fun as shit to do, though. Super fun to do. It is. It's one of those interesting things. It's a great participant sport, but not a great spectator sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah something that's been happening. The question I've been getting a lot lately with this fucking growing out my hair nonsense <clears throat> to the people in my life that know I do jujitsu. They, 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 that's just a sound they make with their mouth. They really don't know what that means. Right. You know, it's, they know that's what I tell them I do and that's what I say I do, right? And that's why I come in with, you know, come into work or functions with, you know, black eyes and my ears are all fucked up. And I get the, I keep getting the question, like, well, you're, you're growing your hair out. Can they pull your hair? Can they pull your hair? Dude, you wouldn't be surprised how many times I've got that question. And that's, to me, I mean... I'm like, no, it's a sport. We're not out there having a bar fight like two chicks fucking pulling each other's hair. Right. Like, it, this is, it's a it's a sport. What, what sport have you ever seen to where you're going to pull each other's hair? I would, I'd tell them I appreciate the compliment that you think they could fucking pull my hair. Like, I've got an eighth of an inch of fucking hair on my well, head. Well, they're thinking further down the road when it gets longer. I know. Yeah, you still, can't, still can't put that. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be a little lost. It's going to be a little couple more months before you grab it. Yeah, but no, yeah, just in the rule set. Just that question, it just really exemplifies to me, you know, like, oh, these people still have no clue. What, okay, but I wonder, so then I start wondering, like, well, if the, if I just told them I wrestled, like, if I say I was in college or high school and I was wrestling, I wonder if that same question would come up in your mind for some of these people. Or, I don't know if wrestling, because I think wrestling, you know, it's an Olympic sport. And so they and just assume there's no hair pulling? probably assume there's no hair pulling. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I know in high school, like, I... I never wrestled. But I you, never. But you but know, just knew. I, I don't know how, but I instinctively just kind of knew. Like you can't pull somebody's hair during a wrestling match. Right. Like there's some basic rules, and I'm, you know, hair pulling was one that I was just, I don't know, 
So anyways, um, but yeah, I don't think so just because it's a different context. I guess. But that's the funny thing is like people, because they, they don't realize that it's more like wrestling than Taekwondo. Uh, yes, yeah. And I, I think that's what it is. People just get so confused. Yeah, they, they just don't know what it is. They, 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 they know it's not quite ta- Taekwondo. They think it's more towards the UFC. And if, and I, I think there's a lot of people that watch the UFC and think they're allowed to pull the hair in there. Because in the original one, in the old ones, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the, the first couple. No holds barred. No holds barred. Anything I mean, goes, man. Anything, grab the nuts, grab whatever. Whatever, anything went. And so I think there's still people that kind of operate in that mindset. Oh, uh, it's, it's like, no hold, no hold, no hold bar. Which is interesting because it is like there aren't any holds that are barred. Right. There's just like s- certain strikes. And well, you can't pull hair. Well, that's not really a hold. That's a hold. You're holding somebody's head by their hair. That would be a hold. I guess so. Yeah. You can't fish hook. That's a hold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't stick your finger in somebody's butt or somebody's nose. That's true. That's a hold. <laughs> all right. These are all holds you can do. There are some holds there that are, are barred. There are holds that are barred. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it just, anyways. It uh, it just amazes me. Like, I've got that quite, honestly, dude. In this, it's only been a month since I've been growing out my hair. I've got that question at least three times. That's funny. That is an interesting question to get. Well, what about people pulling your hair? <laughs> I just, I don't... You say it and I still laugh. Yeah. Like if somebody asked me that, I'd fucking just start laughing. Yeah. Just the visual of it of like, of like, oh yeah, like pulling fucking like chin hair. Somebody's got a beard. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's a good chin I strap. Know. And whenever somebody asks me that, man, I have to like take a second, you know, like, you know, what are some of the like anger management techniques like? Okay, find all the blue things in the room. <laughs> you know, like, is that Did <laughs> you get that off a movie? <laughs> no, I think oh. that's a thing I learned at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. There's no blue things in this room. There's no blue things in here. Just count. Just count, Rob. Just count. So, so sometimes I got to like count or find some blue things. And then I don't snap. You know, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's funny. I've gotten that one. I mean, I get, uh, I've had a couple people, like, cause I say I do jujitsu and then they'll be like Brazilian jujitsu and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there is like Japanese jujitsu too, but, uh, then yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think people don't really know what to ask. I, I've honestly, unless I'm looking at a fellow grappler, like if he's got fucked up ears, right? You know, he's just some fire hydrant looking dude. Like, yeah. okay, this guy's been in some combat sports. Unless it's somebody like that. You know, because they'll look at me and they see my ears are black eye or crooked, you know, scraped up face. Yeah. I just tell them to wrestle. It's yep. easier. Yeah. Because it, it requires no explanation. <laughs> requires no explanation. Wrestle. That's it. I wrestle. Yep. Like, oh, okay. No, that's good. It's, it, it saves me having to talk to somebody I don't want to talk to. Yeah. Most of the time. Because as soon as you say you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the amount of retarded questions that come up. Yeah, unless you're trying to talk them into doing it. Right. It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> so, yeah. Choosing the conversation Choose, yes. wisely. And I'm really yes. good at it. Sometimes I slip up. Get sucked into one I get sucked into one I shouldn't have. But. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny. Actually, that girl Susie, the body work specialist who gave me the elbow smudging. 
stick. Yeah, my elbow still hurts. Does that, it? That thing's bullshit. Well, you got to do more moxibustion on it. <laughs> What's that word? Moxibustion. Moxibustion. Now, what, what is it that? It says on the side. I have no fucking clue. Oh, that's the what we stick. That's what we did. The stick is a moxibustion yeah, it's stick. Yeah, it's a moxie stick for mild moxibustion. So, it's it's not, I don't think it's a word. Uh, it's obviously a word. It's printed on fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody thinks it has a definition. It's less, than a word. it's less of a word than apropos. It's mm. more of a word. Less of, it's the same. No. no anyway. I don't think it's a word. I'm looking it up. Good. Um, yeah, it's probably some Chinese medical medicine word. Because that's what it, it was. It's like, it's mogwort, I think, if I'm saying that right. And then they're, uh, if I'm choosing the right thing, and then like some sage... Chinese sage, and so that's what's in that stick that we burned. That we burned, yeah. So you basically it's like a cigar, right? And you just light the tip of the cigar, and it's and then you just point the cherry of the stick at what is inflamed or is sore, and it's supposed to help speed up healing and get rid of inflammation and stuff like that. So I think we were better off taking a drag off of it. Maybe, man. I don't know, dude. I don't know. They're just smelling it. It's pretty hot. I can still smell it. Yeah. Smelling on my arm or my clothes or something. I oh, yeah. smell it. Yeah, that's so... But anyways, that's what... Uh, um, but she, when I went over to her house, uh, she and I told her I was doing jujitsu. she said that her son started doing it. I guess he went to a Jocko event. And, oh, okay. And so it was like... And then jujitsu either came up or it was like part of the... Maybe it was like one of those weekend things mm-hmm. that he does. And so they did... Uh, some jujitsu and so he's all into it now and so it was interesting because like talking to her she's like knows a little bit you know but not quite exactly what's going on because it's definitely not her uh world per se but um but yeah i mean it's kind of cool though that it's getting around like in different people getting into jujitsu that slowly but surely necessarily do it which it's only good, man. The more people doing jujitsu, the better. We were, we were talking about that the other day. That we kind of frame helping each other get better. <laughs> what was a, that yesterday? As, yeah, as, as a selfless act, like we're some altruistic <laughs> asshole. Like, oh, I want your jujitsu to be good, but really, when you really dig down to the root of it, it's just because we want better training partners. <laughs> Yes. It's not that I really care if your jiu-jitsu is getting better. I care because you're my training partner, and I want you to be better so I have a tougher time so rolling. So I get you. better. So yes. I get better. Yes. So indirectly, yes, I do care if you get better, but it's for a very selfish reason. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, we were, uh, what was it? I mentioned Brett and going after his guillotines. I've totally been encouraging him, man. Mm-hmm. I've been like, dude. They're good. Keep working on them. Your setups are tight. Like Those flying guillotines. You yeah. Like to jump into them like the guard pass. And like, yeah. I mean, you're just in general. So I've been totally like feeding them into it. Cause, and, but the reason is I don't, I don't necessarily want him to get better. I want a good fucking headhunter in the gym because then I will get better at defending guillotines. Like right now we don't really have someone who, who attacks them on a real consistent basis. And so I realized like, fuck, if I want to get real good at it, I got to have somebody in this gym. And he kind of like leaned towards that way anyways, like he was doing it, which is, I just I was just encouraging it. But yeah, that was the funny thing. Like, I'm like, dude, I don't care if he gets better. That reminds me, if you see him before I do, next time you see him, tell him to go look up the Raider role. You know, Justin Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in one of the Lotto's black belts. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a high, he was a pretty, I don't know how high level, but a pretty decent level college wrestler, got into jiu-jitsu, like the dude's good. 
I don't know where he's been lately on the yeah, competition no. scene. I haven't heard of him. Yeah. Um, maybe he's not. I remember a couple years ago I heard his name quite a bit. He, you know, he's a motherfucker, dude. The, the dude's good. He, and he's about our size. Give yeah. take, a little shorter, a little stockier. But he's got the, he he loves the, like, guard pass guillotine. He's got a move called the Raider Roll. And he, like, two years ago, or when was ADCC's? It was last year? Yeah. Or the year before. Like, he was, like, finishing several matches with it. Like, just killing people with it, dude. It's fucking badass. Yeah. So, we, we need to put Brett on the yeah, mat. I'll tell, tell him. Tell him, him hey, go roll. YouTube the Raider Roll. Yeah. But add that to your arsenal. I bet, you he'd, I bet you he'd be able to figure it out pretty fast. Oh, I'm sure, man. Yeah. I know. I was showing him a couple things on the hanger team. Mm-hmm. Just the little details that, that, you know, I got off that DVD and... Next time we fucking slap hands, he's going for it. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those dudes. It doesn't take him long to start adding things to his arsenal. He's young. He's athletic. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty sharp. He's like a fucking training robot. Yeah. A training partner robot. What do I want Brett to do? Program saying. I want to tell him, hey, Raider Rule, just go fucking YouTube that shit and start trying it on us. We got to get good at defending it. Yes. It is, man. It is. It's a funny thing. You're absolutely right. There's a selfish intention to... But it's good. Your training partner is better. That's fine, though. Right. I mean, it's. But really, you know, it's. You think about it. There are a lot of things like that. Like, you get somebody that really likes to help people. You know, like you know, donating their time, volunteering their time to charities or whatever. Yes, you're helping other people, but it makes you feel good in the process. Right. So that's kind. Of, it's kind of selfish. That's the Ayn Rand yeah, 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 uh, exactly. philosophy. It's yeah. like everything you do, really, if you boil down to it, it's selfish. It is selfish. Like it makes you feel good to do what you do, even if you're doing a selfless thing for someone else. It's not selfless. It's... Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't do it if it made you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And so you know that's. But but even selfish acts can be positive. Like that's the whole thing. It's like, hey, man. I don't, I want, uh, you know, I want my, my training partners to get better, not for them, for me, mm-hmm. but it helps them. I mean, that's why, like, I don't hide shit. You know, to me, like, it's like, I don't want to hit something on someone because it's a fucking parlor trick or they're like, like, once I do something a couple times and, you know, like, dude, I'll be fucking showing people, like, hey, man, here's what I'm doing. Here's, here's what I'm doing. Right, right. I want, I want you to add it to your game, but I also want you to fucking like defend this motherfucking defend thing. It easier. Defend yeah. it easier. Yeah. It's like make me learn how to like this is just too easy. Like you're just in but anyways, yeah, it's it's uh interesting. If you're gonna get your training partners better. Cause some people don't do that. Like there's definitely people who are like, oh I got a little little fucking secret thing. I'm just gonna keep using it and and it's more to feed their ego. And it's like, man, you're not actually getting better. You're not making your training partners better. You're not getting better. Yeah, that's, I'm glad we're talking about that. We won't jump into it yet, but that's something I kind of wanted to talk about today was like the benefits and like how to start building your own system in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like you're really big on that. Yeah. yeah you love having little fucking systems and you, you get in your little paths, you know, yeah. you're, you'll be in a certain path for a month or three months and then it'll change and boom, boom. And so you're always building your little systems here, here, here. Not everybody does that. Yeah. I think it'd be value. I think I know we've touched on it before, but no, I think that's good. There'd yeah. be something good. I was just I, I came across something this week. I don't know what I heard or saw, but I was like, oh man, that'd be good to talk about. Is to kind of throw some pointers out there for people to how start building their systems. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways. Well, yeah, something kind of related to that that I had down on my notes was uh, I saw an article talking about this the science behind drilling. You know, we've talked about drilling before. Like, we both think it's super important, but a lot of it comes down to, like, how you're doing it and the the science behind some, like, the, the idea of uh, drilling and the mindful practice. Um, 
Well, basically, it was a study done back in like was it like two thousand and eight, I think, and they showed that with an fMRI image of a brain of the brain, that and they put these buttons in front of people, and it was like pick which one you're gonna choose to to hit, left one or right one. But remember when you chose, okay, this is the one I'm gonna pick, and then and then you hit it, and they were able to predict using the fMRI image up to seven seconds before someone became conscious of the decision that they were gonna pick which one. So like the subconscious brain makes the decision and becomes aware of what it's gonna do before the conscious brain does. And so like the, obviously people like Sam Harris take that shit and start talking about free will. Yeah, that, yeah I was just gonna say that. I was like, <laughs> I've heard this in the whole free will. Topic of discussion before. Right, right, right. I've heard about this study. Right. Although I would argue that you still have some choice in what you put in your brain to help form your subconscious. So your subconscious isn't completely uninfluenced by the conscious. So, anyways, discussion for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Or we can get into that. (laughs) Anyways. But the point is, is that what drilling does is it moves things from that conscious brain to your subconscious brain that when you first start doing a move anything really like driving to work or brushing your teeth or whatever it is you have to really think about it and then eventually it becomes habit you don't have to think about it at all and that's what's happening when you're drilling the right way again there's like a a, 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 there's a right way and a wrong way to drill for this to happen but that's the point of it is you're trying to and, and just rolling will do that I mean you know what I mean like time will do that but like Drilling allows you to just fucking speed that process up immensely. And and that's the whole point is like, and we've talked about it before, when you like, something happens and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, how did I react to that like that? And, and that's what's happening. Like your subconscious brain is fucking ahead. Like it's, you know, my fucking, the subconscious brain has my foot shooting out to catch that butterfly hook before my conscious brain even realizes that old boy's leg moved. But, and that's the whole point. You're trying to get your, your brain to that point. And so, and that's what the drilling does. That's also why when you're rolling with a higher belt, like, man, they're, you know, like you, uh, you know, Kevin, like you guys are powering the vast majority of your role off your subconscious brain. And, you know, white belts are powering like 99% of it off of their conscious brain. They have to think about everything. And so... That, that gap, like that's why I feel like, dude, when you get ahead of me or Kevin gets ahead of me and I can just feel it, it's like I can't catch the fuck back up. Like they're just one step, shit, two steps, fuck, three steps ahead of me and I, I know I'm fucked, I can't catch back up and it's because you guys are just, boom, that reptile brain is just powering your fucking roll and so anyways though, but there is science behind the value of drilling. I, just, I kind of found that, that, that interesting, wanted to point that out for people like drilling is the secret sauce like if you're not drilling like you're really making things harder on yourself than you need to be so i do i agree a thousand percent if that's possible yeah so what uh i guess what um when we talked about before what, what are some of your tips for like good drilling versus bad drilling um man where do we start with that um I think good drilling versus bad drilling, man, there's fucking, bad drilling is, 
drilling like say you get say you have a drill day a drill you're you're gonna dedicate an hour to drilling that day and like like we do a lot of times like you drill for five minutes I drill for five minutes if you're to drill five different moves in that time and none of them are related in any way shape or for, form I I that's not gonna to me that's not as beneficial yeah I mean they don't have to be. Yo, some, I would say related yeah. either to each other or a specific problem that you're trying Correct. to solve. Correct. Yep. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of relationship as to like, okay, I'm going to drill this escape. And then usually after this escape, you know, A or B happens. So then I need to drill this or this, you know, like like a system. Like, yeah, like yeah. I just brought up. I think that's important to the, to the drilling process. That's one. Not not just whatever you happen to look up on YouTube before you came into class that day. Yeah, yeah we've you talked know. about that before. That's not nothing's more maddening than it's like, what are you drilling? I don't know. I looked it up on YouTube. Why are you I'm doing drive this? Here, I was watching yeah. this YouTube. I don't video. know. It just looks cool. Right. It's like Jesus Christ, man. And yeah, it's something that doesn't fit your body type or your personality type. Yeah, your game. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, even yeah. if even if it's a stupid reason, like we respect people that have some sort of reason for what they're trying to drill. You know, maybe, all right, look, I understand what you're thinking there, but maybe that's not the right way of looking at this, this solution. But yeah, when you ask somebody, like, why are you drilling this? And they're like, I don't know, it'll look cool on YouTube. It's like, fuck. Yeah, like, that. that is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so that's one that I think it's a waste of time. Hmm. Man, it goes back to, like, what I was talking about before is, you know, building building your little systems. And early on in your jiu-jitsu career, like a system, it, it doesn't need to be complex. It can be, if you, let, let, let me back up. So let's say you have, you have to start somewhere, you know, and like when you build a system. So for me, I like to work backwards. Like start with an end result, you know, and usually in the beginning, it's like an escape because you're getting fucked up. Like you, you need a good mount escape, you know, let's say. Yeah. That's pretty common. People are like, I, you always hear that. How do I get out of mount or how do I get out of top side or bottom side control? So start, okay, what's your end result? Bottom side control. Getting out of there. Okay, so you get, you get a move, one escape from when you're dead to right. Somebody has set up shop and side control or mount. You got an escape. So, and then, so drill the fuck out of that. And then you back up a step. Okay, so how did that person get to that mount? You know, where did you fuck up? Because, you know, I say it all the time. Is you know what is the best mount escape in the world? Don't, Don't get mounted. fucking mounted. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're so worried about a mount escape, don't get fucking mounted. So where did you screw up ahead of time that led to that? So you know back all the way you know back up to okay they were in my half guard. How they passed my half guard? You know so you you got to you got to figure out what your problem is or what the, the problem you're trying to solve, and then work your way backwards. Yeah, it, it, it takes some thought. It's it's not just a series, of, a collection of techniques. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is you. You got to figure out a solution to your problem, right? and that's where that drilling comes in. Because sometimes you're going into your drill and like, man, I don't like that. Or you'll have it in your head one way, and you'll start like that'll happen to me. I'll start drilling a move, and in my head, I'll have all the steps planned out. I start drilling it, but then by the time I and because I'll drill that same move all all hours sometimes. I'm just dogmatic about it. But by the end of it, the last series of drilling, my last five minutes of drilling, looks significantly different different than my first five minutes. Yeah. Because I, I, I was troubleshooting along the way. 
like I had a, I was, I had a plan that I thought this was going to work and like, oh, this isn't quite working like I thought. And so I have to kind of adjust on the fly, so to speak. Or you and figure out like, what are the key points that make this work? Make it work. Yep. So that I can really like emphasize and focus on them. Yeah. Cause I was like, I mean, we were drilling yesterday. Like that was kind of, you hit that, the, that reversal move into the Dars mm -hmm. and you know, the first time it was just the move. And then the next time it was just, you know, you started, okay, I got to, you know, you really started playing, like thinking about like what makes this move work. Exactly. What can, what could you do to counter this that I have to pay attention to? And so, yeah, like by the end, it felt different uh, to, to me than the first one did, but it's because every rep, I think that's so, like, such an important point. Like it's one of the things like in the, um, like talent is overrated and the talent code and all of these books that talk about the, you know, that, that it's, it's really comes down to focus practice is what makes the difference between, you know, high achievers and everyone else. And that's a big part of focus practice is it's not just going through the motions. It's like every rep you're taking an assessment of like, you know, you have a focus, and then it's like, all right, how did that feel? What could I do better? What did I not do good? And then the next rep, and, and I, I would teach people that with, with um, weightlifting. Man, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like people watch us lift weights and, and, and we do this so quickly. You know, it, this is on our subconscious level, kind of going back to that, that after each rep, we do a quick assessment. How did that rep feel? What did I do right? Do I need to do something better on this next rep? Okay, go. And yeah, I'm not gonna say like every rep is that focused, but you know, for the most part, it is. It, just because we've been doing it for right. so goddamn long. But you uh, versus someone who just does like ten reps, and it's like their brain turns off, and they get to the end, and it's like, what were you thinking about that whole time? I was counting to ten. <laughs> it's like fuck, man. That's not helping you get better. Like you know, your your movement practice is not getting better, and it's the same thing applies to jujitsu. Like if you're not when you're drilling whether it's in class or drill class, it's, you know, you need to be focusing on what felt good, what didn't feel good, you know, what can I do better the next rep? And each rep, you need to go through that little assessment process so that each rep gets a little bit better. Um, even if it's just on a, like, intention is so important, right? Like, it may not look a whole lot better because maybe your the body and the mechanics, you just don't have a few things figured out yet. But man, as long as your mind is working towards solving that problem, like it, it will, it, it'll try different things. It'll get the body to figure out how to do it. It's just, I tell my, uh, my kids, man, like, dude, our brain is the greatest problem solving, uh, thing ever put on this planet. You just have to give it the right question. Then you got to get out of its way and get out of its way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't try to overpower it sometimes. Like, yeah. Feed it the right shit. Yes. And get out of its and way. Get out of its way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not in, you're, yeah, you're not in control. You're not that always in control. Of that yeah. You're like the, 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 the rider on top of an elephant. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta point it in the right direction and then let it do its thing. But if you're not pointing in a direction, then what the fuck's going on? What's the rider on top of the elephant? That analogy came from the, didn't that come from the Catalina of the American Mind? Jonathan Haidt? I think so, yeah. I've yeah, heard that. Yeah, you, you just heard, I, you, that, I just read that the other day. I was reading that. And you said that. And I was like, where the fuck is that? It was so funny you said that. I was like, where did that fucking analogy come from? And I think that's where it was. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's a couple. I've heard that one. I think there's another one or two that are, you know, real similar. Because right. like, basically it is, man. Like our, our conscious, uh, you know, 
quote-unquote free will driven brain um, is pretty insignificant compared to the subconscious brain and yeah that's why people's dude yeah if you're not controlling that elephant man you don't realize it's an elephant like you, you got to respect it but yeah again different subject but uh yeah so i think that that conscious practice is huge i think that's a good or focus practice is what they they call it so it's not just doing it that's too it's like you know you're doing these moves and it's trying to figure out what are the you know the principles behind this move because when you're rolling like step one step two step three may not work mm. but if you understand that well step one i'm trying to control his posture and step two i'm trying to take away his post and step three i'm trying to disrupt his base so he falls over if you just understand those principles then you can the steps got wiggle room yeah you yeah. can make some adjustments on right. the fly like oh i'm supposed to have this grip but he's not giving that to me but oh i can get this grip and it pretty much accomplishes the same thing so but that's where again you see people who are their conscious brain is going and it's like they're trying to think step one step two step three and that's where we're sitting there going like dude what are you doing you're just sitting there and start moving or they do something stupid like old joe funk got on me yesterday dude that motherfucker he did the sneaky mount and got his both knees on the side of me and had him pinched and i was thinking like damn joe's got me kind of mounted here like i gotta actually like you know, I got to do some good defense here. <laughs> and then he did the white belt thing. He did, he, he like started thinking and started to fucking try to mount me, not realizing like the principle of mount. Like I was telling, I stopped, you know, we talked about it afterwards. Like realistically, man, if you've got both your knees on either side of their hips, like you effectively have mount or back control depending upon which way they're turned. Like you don't need that, that foot reinforces it and locks it in coming around the other side but dude if you've got their your knees pinched even if that foot hasn't come all the way around there's dude you're take your time like there's no reason to rush the situation here because you have the control that you want but again if you don't understand that principle and you think mount is both one leg on one side and one leg on the other and i have to get to that position before i'm mounted and i have control then that's where you make a mistake and Cause, so. just because your intent is the wrong intent yeah yeah you're fully, yeah you don't, you're not fully understanding you don't understand you don't understand the principle, the principle of what we're trying yeah. to accomplish you're looking at the technique behind it and going for that technique and then it's like but see that that is the tough thing you know it is a big learning curve because when you're learning moves it is step one step two step three i always it has to be. it has to be has to be and then the deeper understanding you get of it then you can start Oh, yeah. my step one looks a little different than his step one. But, oh, they're doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my mom's calling. I'm going to give her a text reply. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, you got fucking derailed there. Sorry. No, that's good. Just got to turn my phone off. <laughs> <sighs> fucking phones. Fucking phones. Fucking phones. Yeah, but like, so yeah, because when you're learning techniques, and, and it is step one, two, three, and four, and there'll be times you may learn something in class, and, and for you for months, for years, it might just be that move might just be step one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Then you know, several years down the road, several months down the road, you get a little bit better understanding of it, and then it might just be a better little understanding of step one, and then through and and. 
two, three, and four are still just two, three, and four. Yeah. But now you have a little better, a better understanding of one, and you can wiggle in there. And, but, and that, that's just the whole growth period. That's learning, yeah. I mean, that's just the time you got to put time in. in. The time and the ass whoopings you got to yeah. put in. Stuff. But if you're not thinking about it, no. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, that, and, dude, that's I was yelling at everybody in class. Because I'll do that. Like, when I come in and teach class, like, if I can make it in during the week, man... Those positional sparring days that I have as dude, dude, I love doing those. I think they're so fucking beneficial. Yeah, we need to do them more. Yeah. I, I really think so. I think they're a huge asset in so many different for so many different reasons. Yeah. Like, we do short rounds, two and a half minute rounds. Yeah, like, I like the, so the way that you do it. Just for anybody that hasn't done it, like I like the way that you do it. Like yeah. explain it real so, quick. So, so what I'll have our class do is I'll pick a position. Let's just say back mount, and the higher belt gets screwed always. I just say. So if we're doing back mount that day, whoever you're wrestling with, if you're the higher rank, that dude's on your back with a seat belt, hooks in, that's where the match starts. And then it's just a match from there. You know, yeah. we do it's not like it's not a it's not position it's not, like spe- it's, it's not specific training. training to where if I escape back mount, we go to back mount. Right. That is just we're 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 having a live sparring match. We have about a two and a half, three minute round. And I do two and a half minutes, so there. it's fast paced, so you don't you can't play old stalling old man stalling jujitsu. You, you got to get the fuck out and attack because you only got two and a half minutes. Yep. Short rest period, and then you're on to the next partner. Yep. Same thing. And it gives you... It's you get, so good. You get so much time spent in that position, you're forced. Because yeah. that's just the rule set we put in that day. And But you're rewarded, too, because if you get out, you can fuck this dude up. Yeah. But then you got to go back to but it. You got enough time to work. Yeah. If you, you got enough out, time. Yeah. If you can get out, you, you can get out, fuck him up, and then you're back to it. And then if you don't, you're on to the next guy. But... Is what I'm getting at is when I started, I was getting on people because people were doing it mindlessly. Because if you don't know what to drill or where you're having problems at, those forced, you know, positional sparring sessions like that give you a fucking, they should give you a shit ton of problems to deal with to take into your next drilling session. Like, oh, I couldn't get out from this guy's back mount. Why? But I could get out from this guy's. And you, the the real monkey answer to it is oh that guy's back mount sucks and his is good, <laughs> but there's okay. something that makes it what makes his, different. What what makes his good and what makes his bad? Right. Oh, he's just bigger. No, 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 no. You're you're missing it. Like what what was he doing to you that gave you so much more trouble than what this guy was doing? And so you then you start fi- you start figuring it out. If even if no one's giving you the answers, you can find the answers yourself. You're like and even if you don't know, ask the guy that was holding you there for two and a half minutes like what the fuck what were you focused on why couldn't i get out yeah okay if you can't see it you know if you can't see where you were stuck ask him like hey were you focused on this that's all you need to ask you don't have to go way down the rabbit hole and man you they're so beneficial because you can pick up so many so much bullshit that you're doing or so many good things or bad things somebody else is doing and you can just and in that way when class is over you can ask questions because i don't do that I always ask after those, hey, what positions were people getting stuck in? Besides, obviously, the back mount. Yeah. <laughs> like, what problems were you having? Why weren't you able to get out? And, and that's what I always hope for is those questions afterwards. Or why weren't you able to maintain it if you're the lower belt? You know, how come people were escaping your back mount so fast? Yeah. You know, and I, I use those from a coaching standpoint, too, because I watch. Now, I, I really try to watch, you know, especially if I got, you know, somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing on my back. I'll let them kind of sit there for a minute and try shit. And I can watch the room. You know, and it'll help me see what other people are doing. Right. Know? And they're like, okay, I see this guy's fucking this up, this guy, and then I do, then I can do my thing. Or, but I try to train with everybody in the room that night and see what they're doing. And, and you know, that was one thing I learned last time I had is doing mount. 
there's so many of the lower belts because I had to start him mounted with a one with a collar cross collar with grip one in. cross collar grip. Yeah. And as soon as we would say go, they would abort the cross collar grip and go, you know, spider kid style, right? Isn't that what we call it for the kids? Yeah, 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 yeah spider, put the hands out. Where you put the hands yeah. out the and your base, yeah. chest low, yeah. which is good base. Yeah. But that's what a lot of our noobs are doing. And I saw, I, and finally, like, it was like the fourth round in, one of the white belts did that to me. He had a good collar grip for guys like, hey, get your, I was like, sink that collar grip in there, dude. Like, forearm in my neck, put that thumb in grip deep, then we'll start. So yeah. I let him get, you know, like in a really good position. I even had to work his knees up under my armpits a little bit. I was like, get me up here, collar grip, go. And as soon as we go, he yanked that arm out and based. And right there, I was like, motherfucker, we have got to fix this problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the, those sessions are so good for that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing for that. From coaching standpoint, from a student standpoint. Yeah. It, I like it better. I mean, obviously, specific training has a place, but I, I I like that better than the specific training because it almost goes back to what you're talking about with a system. It's yep. like, dude, that's the ultimate system. Yep. Going from a bad position to a dominant position where you're getting ready to submit them. Like that's the like that's the ultimate roadmap. Yep. And, and you can start anywhere in that roadmap. Like you don't have to start with someone on your back. You you know what I mean? But like this leads to this leads to this, and it's almost like. You know, you start to realize I got subsystems, right? Like system one is getting this motherfucker off my back. System two is maintaining control so I can get on top. System three is my guard passing. System four is my hunting for my submission. And you get to run through them all. I'll run through them all, exactly. So that's like the total system. And you've got all these little subsystems that make them up. And, and that's that's the thing I feel like gets lost with your just regular traditional specific training is like you don't. It's just so focused on maybe even just one part of a subsystem, maybe not even the whole fucking thing that you sometimes start to get the idea that like that's jujitsu, like, okay, I got this guy off my back. And then you like you mentally relax because you don't you don't see that like, no, this fucking should be flowing right into the next system, right into the next system, right into the next system. There is no get someone off my back and chill. You know what I mean? It's like no in the in that transition to getting someone off of my back is the opportunity to set up get on one. top, right? Yeah, and start setting up my passing. And so yeah, dude, I, I love those things. Like because especially they're short, you know, two and a half minutes on, thirty seconds rest, so three minutes total. So it encourages you to go faster. Yeah, yeah. but even if we just do half an hour, yep, that's ten rounds, man. Yep. That's ten, ten different times, ten different, ten different partners, yep. or but ten times at least right. that someone's starting on your back or vice versa that you're starting in that position. So it's like, yeah, you get so many repetitions and so many opportunities to look at it. That yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, everybody loves I, I, that. I shit. think it's an underutilized tool. I, I think I, so I really too. do. Yeah. I, I, I like that training. You know, for us higher belts, <clears throat> I, I always see it as okay. We're about to race. I'm, we're both at the starting line, but I'm at the starting line with a flat tire. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you're at the starting line with a fucking hopped up sports car f- full of gas ready to go. And I got to change the tire if I can get going. And we're both headed to the same finish line. And th- that's kind of the way I see it. And that's so good because it just, again, you got to run through all those fucking systems. Like, okay. Cause you, and it'll change. Like once you get somebody off your back, oh, did I end up rolling into the closed guard? Or, you know, did I... Did they fucking up, mount me? Did they mount me? So now <laughs> yeah. I'm going to deal with that. Yeah. Like, oh, I got them off my back, but I'm mounted. Oh, shit. Now I'm half guard. Oh, now I'm closed guard. You know, like, 
you get to run through so and it changes like boom 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 yeah boom. you know it's yeah it's and that you know going back to what i was talking about like those training periods yeah they're tough and you get tired but those are where if you don't know where to start building your system those those give you so many pieces of the puzzle right there yeah it gives you a place to start like where could like I, for a more advanced guy like yourself you know you start getting up to purple and brown belt area you can start building your system with like let's say triangle choke like you say yeah. you say you really like the triangle choke so the end result is triangle let's say try say it's the end result triangle from close guard okay so then you work your way backwards okay how do i get to close guard Okay, you know whatever it is, you yeah, just boom, yeah. you you dissect it. But when you're when you're a noob, you you don't you maybe not starting with a submission and working your way back. Yeah, you know. So and if you don't even know where to start, whether it's an escape or submission, those specific training classes, yeah, are so beneficial for that. Yeah, yeah, because it forces you into. Yeah, and it's good, man. It's and, 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 man. It is, and I think it it controls some of the chaos for new people. Yeah, because when you. Like I, I've been trying to get better about that when I'm when I'm going with somebody you know less experienced you know a new guy. A lot of times, like especially in our academy, like the, the higher belt kind of sits on his butt and lets the new guy come at him. But then he's playing, he's trying to pass your open guard, and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And and, and so I started seeing I started seeing that a lot. I'm like, what's going on here? So that I'll kind of play it for a minute and I'll see if if they if they're starting to control my legs and do something somewhat intelligent. Yep. I'll, I'll let them kill those legs and get to the pass. So that way they kind of get a little win, but then at least we're just starting to do some better jujitsu at that point. Yeah, you know, like going from a side control, or sometimes I'll just say, "Fuck, it. hey, dude, just start side control." <laughs> like, right? Hey, yeah, let's not do this dance. Just fucking start side control, and we'll go from there. Yeah, and I don't know where I was going with that, but I oh the control chaos it helps simplify some of that for new people. Cause, right. Because when you're first coming in, it's so fucking chaotic. You slap hands from slap. a completely open guard Com- position. Play, and they're like, what do There's I a do? a million different ways to Yeah, that, that's go. the problem. The, the, the uh, analysis paralysis kicks in. They're like, ah, what do I do? Yep. Let's just grab on for dear life and fucking don't let go. <laughs> Waste five minutes. Waste five minutes. <laughs> like, all right. And so that's why I like doing that kind of shit because it, it erases some of that chaos. Yeah. It, it gives them a, a focus. You know, okay, there's the finish line. Yep. Here, go there. Yeah. And so. Yeah, um, no, man. I think that's totally, that's, that's good. That is one of the things uh, I was talking to the class. Cause I went over uh, guard passing last month. I remember that last class. I think you were there. I was telling them. Like, finishing up the last class. That, uh, with guard passing and jujitsu in general, like, especially when you are starting out, like, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Figure out a position where you do know what's going on and then force that fucking position. Like that's, that's your job. If it's, you know, close guard, you force fucking getting the close guard. If it's, you know, you develop a guard, like, you know, we went over guard passing. So it's like, look, when we slap hands, you should be trying to force that fucking entry that we just went over that set up all those guard passing. Now, you may not make it in the dude suite or whatever, but you you should be trying to force your, you know, the, the action in the direction of somewhere where you do know what's going on. And I think that's like the um, the thing with a lot of white belts they struggle with is like they don't they don't see it that way. Like if they end up in a position somehow where they know what's going on, then they're like, oh yay, you know, I can do something. But they don't see it as like, okay. That's a dude, close guard. Yep. Like you should be learning how to get the fucking close guard from 
everywhere when you are a white belt. Like every position, you should have a fucking some system that ends in close guard. And now and I can that, start going from there. I think I think that's a really good place to start. You know, now that you say that, is yeah, because a lot of that would just boil down to frames and tripping. Yep. Where you, to get to close guard? That's really what it is. Do I got good frames? Shrimp. And that's it. And then if you can frame good and you can shrimp good, the odds of you getting to close guard are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. And so and I think that's a really good place to start. And once you get to close guard, you like, then, then you can start building. From there, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Well, so the action slows down. And you can, you can hope, you know, in theory, you can bring them into your world. Right. And you set, you set the tone. You know, as long as you don't get to close guard and try, try to take a breather. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately get grips, grips and tabs. But yeah, that's a good place to start. Because to get to close guard from side control or from mounted, like, it, it really, I mean, think about it, it's just frames and tripping. Yeah. That, dude, that, that's the foundation that's for the all the other fancy shit. Frames and shrimping. Frames and shrimping. Yeah. But yeah, man, like I think that that's the, um, again, I just think a lot of people struggle with that. They don't know what to think, and so they think nothing. Yep. Whether they're drilling, whether they're rolling, whatever it is. And it's like, man, if you don't have some sort of focused thing, man, you slap hands and you should have. And again, like we get to the point where... You know, we'll have a little fucking, okay, I kind of know what you're going to do, and you kind of know what I'm going to do, and we do this little fucking dance a little bit, and then all of a sudden, once one of us sees, okay, here's a fucking path that's opened up, like, you know, we'll go for that path, but that's because at this point, you know, we have a couple different options. Like, I, I, you know, I can pass from a couple different positions. I don't have to force this one, but if I know this one, I'm fucking forcing that one, like, over and over, and... I mean, I just, dude, thinking back, it's like closed guard, single leg X, like, you know, like those two positions were the ones that is a white belt. Like, man, I learned how to force those positions and I, it, I think it served me well. Like it, it definitely, uh, um, gave me, you know, gave me a good foundation to fall back on. Cause every once in a while I'm like, oh yeah, closed guard. It's like a fucking toy that you forget that you have. Cause you got all these other shiny toys and then you come back to like the one you're like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this toy's so cool. This toy's so cool, and it was my first favorite toy, man. Yeah, was, I, don't know, I remembered your clothes guard. I avoided your clothes guard like it was cancer, dude. Because your legs are so strong, and you got kind of long legs, yeah. You know, for our size, and dude, your clothes guard's a motherfucker to get out. I remember fucking white and blue belt James. Like, I am done staying the fuck away from his clothes guard. Yeah, this is an annoying ass position, <laughs> dude. I know, man, and and, and that's what I. And I think that's a good goal. Like, man, as, as a white belt, you want to come out a white belt with the other higher belts in the gym going like, do not let that motherfucker close his legs around you. Like, cause you, you got to spend way too much energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not, and that's like a good, you know, a good goal. Cause it means that you're, you're threatening it too. Like you can do it. Like I am creating space. I'm getting the positions where you have to respect it. But then everybody's so like, I'm not going to get in closed guard. And then you start realizing like, Oh, they're opening up other things because they're so worried about my closed guard. And same thing with single leg X. Like people are so worried about my single leg X that they open up other things. So it's, uh, I mean, fuck dude, I won't let you on my back. Like, I just know, like I, fuck dude, I'd rather have you mounted on me. Like you're one of the few people, man. Cause like, honestly, dude, your, your back control and that rear naked choke is just, I just know, like, man, if, if he gets on my back and he really wants to fucking go full tilt boogie, like, I'm dead. 
So like I will give up <laughs> full what was that? What was <laughs> full, full tilt boogie, man. Full tilt boogie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. No. Never in my life. I got no clue where it in came from. Thirty nine years on this planet, I've never heard full tilt boogie. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but you know, so like the there's definitely positions like uh you know, certain people have that are like, Man, you just avoid those like the fucking plague. But then you find yourself giving up other shit. And it's like, ah, anyways, yeah, it's, that's what happens. But have a plan, man. Have a plan. Have a plan. Drill your fucking... And, and drill and, and be mindful. You know, and try to take mental notes. And then that's where we talk about having a journal off the side. Mm-hmm. And even, at, dude, it, you can just scribble some nonsense in there. Like, you get done, someone gets done whooping your ass. All you have to do is run over there like, you know, James got me here. You know, or whatever. Like, I was stuck here. Just something like... Back bump stuck. Gotta work out. Yeah, yeah. just back bump stuck, James. Just like you know, something, something like that. Write that down, and, and that, and you'll remember. Believe me, <laughs> you'll remember. <laughs> you'll, you'll read that, and it'll be like, oh yes, that was the problem I was having. Oh. And then you can go back to the lab and try to sort that out. Dude, that's what but, it is. It's the lab. Yeah, and if if you're not being mindful in your practice and in your training sessions, your learning curve is just so much more difficult. Yeah, you can flatten that curve out. With little little tricks like that, just being mindful of shit. Yeah, you know, don't just take it as an ass whooping. Like, okay, he fucked me up here. I, I couldn't do this. What? Well, why? Was it his defense really good, or was I fucking it up? Yeah, there's always a reason. There's man. a reason, and it could be a little of both. Or right, it could be heavier here, heavier there. Could, you'll you'll have, you know, that that's why I'm so big on, you know, uh, giving yourself little games. And I talk about this all the fucking time. And I yell at our training partners like I was yelling at our Hawaiian hurricane. Yeah. You know, because I saw her. This is what spawned this other. I was watching her beat up one of our white belts. And it was so smooth and effortless, dude. She, she got the deep half. And she, I could see the calmness and the, 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 the peacefulness that she was doing. <laughs> it, it was just, it was beautiful. Like, she did it. Like, she, hit, she got to the deep half. She got this, she set it up, did like the, basically like the Homer Simpson suite, you know, kind of yep. like to do ranch. And like, it was just so like, and the, this white belt's flailing around. And then the, the white belt she did it on is pretty athletic, you know? So it's not like it was just some non-athlete yeah. person. It was, I mean, this chick's pretty athletic too, was moving around. Yeah. And she, just so effortless. I was like, there's your new rule there's for the month. rule. You can't do that on people lesser skilled than you. Like you just because she's so good at it. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, I want her doing it, you know, because that's, that's part of her A-game, I would say, right now. Yep. At, her, at this point in her jiu-jitsu career, that's one of her A-game positions. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so, she's so good at it. Maybe so good at it on that side, she needs to work at it on the other side. Like, if she's really good on half, deep half on one, one side, maybe on white belts, do deep half on the other side that you suck at. Yeah. Or, you know, but, yeah, you got, when you get to a point to where you're so good at something... You gotta stop doing that with the lower belts, right? Because you're you're just feeding your ego at that time, like because you don't want to get beat up by a lower belt. You don't want to get beat up by a newbie. Yeah. See, if you you know if you go to your A game, you're gonna fuck them up. You know that. Well, it's also and so you gotta allow, you gotta allow yourself to get fucked up sometimes. Yeah. You gotta be like, okay, I know I could get deep half here, but let's let's not. Right. What else could I do? But this part of your building out your system, right? Right, like, I don't think that's how people like you know. I, I know, like, yeah, subconscious. I, I I totally agree with you, but again, like, I just don't think people look at 
that process the right way. So it's like, and that's the way that, that like, you know, with me, that's why, like, you know, Kevin and I get in these discussions and I'm, I try and tell them, you know, or that, you know, the way that I roll with you is different than the way that I roll with the white belt. Like with like, cause I have my A game and my A game can barely keep up with you. My A game is what it is. But I realize that people are going to shut down my A game. And so like the way that I'm experimenting with, well, you know, what do I do with my, how do I get my other parts of my game up are those lower belts. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Because I know like when I come against you and Kevin, like you guys are going to, you know my A game. You guys are good at defending it. If I have nothing else, then I, then it's the game's over. And so it's those lower belts by forcing those rules. Like, man, I yes. don't footlock lower belts. Well, sometimes Thomas, because he's fucking annoying. But uh, <laughs> his legs of his are fucking annoying. But uh, anyways, for the most part, like, I, you know, I try not to footlock white belts. And I, and I, and I make these rules for myself yeah. with, with people because I want to work these other parts of my game. But... You know, man, my A game is my A game, yep. and like when I'm rolling against someone who's really challenging me, I'm still or, using. Or someone that. at your level, right? You you st- you still use it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just to force yourself to sharpen other areas of your game. Yeah. And to help you build. That's it. That's it. You're That's using. Good. You're trying to build out your system with those right. lower belts, and then then you go back to it. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, oh, I feel a little rusty here. You know, and I'll I'll do that. Like, Okay, say I set that rule, or you know, like I yelled at Kelly to do the other day, like, okay, no more deep half on white belts and blue belts. So you go to people at your skill level or higher, and you keep getting fucked up. Well, it's okay. Go back to a lower belt and see where you're. And, yeah. And see where you're getting fucked up. Mental note it. And the next time you go with a lower belt, boom, you go back to it, like ah, and it, it'll click eventually. Yeah. Like oh, this lower belt's not doing this where this this purple belt was doing this. And then you see it. And so then when you go back to someone at your skill level, you can shut that down. And that's how you grow. Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of people miss that. Yeah. And I, I think those games are so important, man. Oh, it, dude, yeah. And I, that was something that I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea where I picked it up from. I just started doing it for fun. Yeah. You know, to get, create more of a challenge for myself. You know, not that I always need it. We got a lot of tough training partners. Right. I, just to make myself better. I just think instinctively, man. Like, you're just so, like... You're kind of like me. I feel like, like I, I'm always afraid that there's a giant hole in my jujitsu, and I just don't know that it's there because no one's exposed it yet. And I'm just, I'm constantly trying to figure out where is the fucking hole. And I, I know, like a lot of them are obvious, but it's like even with things that I think I'm good at, yep. it's like no, 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 no. Yep. Like where can someone fuck this up? Like where's the hole in this? And maybe there's not one, you know, like, but usually there is. There's there, always there almost, something you can there get There almost better. always is. And it's, it can be as simple as just switching from one side to the other. Like I yeah. was talking about a month ago to where I stopped myself from doing rear naked chokes in my right arm to the left arm. Yeah. Just switching your sides. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about it this month. Like Somebody's yeah. really good at forcing this one. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah, because then you realize when you're so good at doing one side, how much of your game favors you setting up that other side you know sit forcing people to your strong side yeah and you don't even realize it because you're so good at doing let's say the rear naked choke with the right arm you force all your setups to that side and you then you're like oh i me being so good at going to that side so fucking often and forcing people in that path has left a lot of routes all the way to this yeah. side and so when you start having to go to the other side it, it exposes it yep and I noticed that the other day, you know, I'm making a new rule for myself. I don't know. So some of the rules I share, some I don't. The new one I got now is I'm not going to do any more darses with my right arm. I've got to go left side. 
because I found like, oh, I'm definitely not as fluid with this side. And my setups, like I got some pretty, you know, north-south or different arm trap setups that I do with the right side and boom, my arm's there, my arm's there. Subconsciously, it's, I don't even think about it. I try to do that on the left side and they're like, oh, motherfucker's getting away from me. Yeah. I can't finish the choke. I can't, you know, so it's like, there's my rule. There's your rule. There's my rule for the month. Or so that's what it is. You're like, yeah. oh, I found a hole. Found God a hole. damn it. Fuck. And you're always looking for them. Yep. And like that's, I think that's just the, again, like the mentality, like if you're, you know, like we, the, the growth mindset, right? Like I, we, we, we look at it like we're leveling up our character, mm-hmm. right? It's not the freaking the fixed mindset of like, I am who I am and I got to kind of protect that ego. And so I think that, you know, those, those, those games that you create for yourself are just kind of a, a, a product of that mindset. Cause like, how else do you figure out how to grow if you're not paying attention and constantly trying to fix these problems so you can grow you know like right now your character you got like you know level 10 darts on your right but level fucking six on your left yeah. and you're like man i need to spend a few ability points building up my fucking left darts but sometimes, you don't know that if you don't check your fucking stats and then, yeah, and sometimes you gotta go on some side quests to build those experiences exactly <laughs> get some coins so you can buy some shit yeah and, and another way to do that is uh, you know, you get training partners in your gym that are really good at certain positions. Ask them to start in those positions. You know, like, you know, Trey is a motherfucker on your back. You're a motherfucker on the back. Like, I like having you guys start on my back because, like, I know I got my work cut out for me. I know if I get, if I slip up in one little, one little area, like, you on my back or Trey on my back, you guys have completely different back games, but they're both a fucking bitch to deal with. And because he likes that crab ride position, yeah, yeah. You know, that little his little fucking Shrek ass face. <laughs> he, he won't even put the hooks in. He won't I even know. put the hooks in, and that motherfucker will stay glued on your back like white on rice, dude. It's like, and it's so annoying. Like this it son is. of a bitch. And it, but he's good, and yeah. so I'll have him start there. Like, dude, that get on my back. Let's yep. go. And most people are happy to do it. They're like, fuck yeah, yeah. You know, I get a chance to strangle this motherfucker. I'll start there. And well, yeah. that's another you know different style games and. I do to help build my systems and just, you know, it's not always fun. No. You don't leave the gym feeling great about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nah. But man, yeah, see, but if you don't know what you are, man, it's like the ancient Chinese proverb. It's maybe not a Chinese proverb, I don't know. Though, If you don't know who you are, you can't be different from what you are. So yeah. that's uh, part of the, pro- or the, or the, uh, the process. But yeah, I think the, like you're saying, man, the systems, I know we've been kind of like touching on it. Really, this whole conversation yeah, has been like, about building those systems. Yeah, like the mindset for yeah. it. But it is like starting to recognize, like, I don't know, I joke with people like, man, I just, I know 10 things about jujitsu. I just relate everything back to one of those 10 things. And so like the systems, again, like even the, you know, the moves in the system, like, man, they're, they're principles that you're applying. And it's, I don't know, man, it's funny. I mean, I'm getting to this point where it really is a lot of my jujitsu is not step one step two step three it, it is and it, it goes past that eventually yeah and there's just so many things where i'm just like i just i do things because like i just i see the principles i understand kind of what's going on in the moment and there's times when i'm trying to think like god damn how do you explain this to someone you fucking can't Okay. All right, step one, step two, step three. That's, <laughs> That's all you That's can do. In that, that analogy of let's see, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. Is You can't, it's like trying to explain a really good mushroom trip. That you can't 
you can't really put it to words. No, words just are, words are net. There's not. They're not adequate. They're not adequate. There's my vocabulary is not big enough. I don't think the English language is good enough to explain a really deep mushroom trip or a really good jujitsu. It's just yeah. Even subpar jujitsu, you know, you just you got to do it. There's, there's not a, you can't put it into words. You, you can to a certain extent, and you just got to shove someone down the path. Yeah. And say, figure it out. Yeah, but just man, you're having faith in that journey because yeah. it's not a fast one. Fuck no, it's not. It is, it is definitely a. Uh, it's a long, rough, one. long, rough grind. But yeah, if you come into it, man, with the right mindset, and we talked about this before, like unfortunately, the odds are most people listening to this are gonna quit at some point. And it's like, well, how do you avoid that? How do you stack the odds in your favor? And, you know, the things that we're talking about today are definitely some of the things that will help stack the odds in your favor because, I mean, dude, no one wants to do something that they suck at. You know what I mean? Like, really, we can say all we want about the ego, but it's like eventually you want to feel like you're improving and you're getting better. And there's nothing worse than spending, like, two years doing jujitsu feeling like, I ain't fucking getting any better like i'm not really learning anything or, or progressing and it's like you know again we talk about the blue belt blues like that's that's the point where the the natural learning curve of like dude you're just an idiot and just showing up and breathing the air in here is going to make you better you know like that stops around that blue belt level and that's where like you you have to learn how to employ these things that we're talking about or it's going to like the journey is just going to fucking change for you. It's not going to be as positive, but if you can start doing this stuff early on, then again, you're just stacking those odds in your favor to not be another statistic. So yeah, these are the type of conversations I wish I would have had access to when I was coming up. Yeah. You know, you know, podcasts went around and you know what, you know, blogs and shit weren't real popular. There wasn't a ton of articles out there talking about this stuff. It was just show up and grind. Yeah. It's a different day and age, you know. You know, there's a lot more content out there and things to help you along your way, but... It, I mean, it's like you say, it's a long, bumpy road. And most of the time, it's not even a fucking road. There's like a, there's like a glimmer of a trail that you, right. you got to break out your machete and hack through. It's a fucking wilderness, it's, man. It's a wilderness most yeah. of the time. Yeah. That's what makes it fun, though, man. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's... That's the... It's talking with... Uh, a little Joe Funk. Keep talking. This will be the Joe Funk episode. Because um, uh, he's going to have his little girl start doing some of the kickboxing stuff. And I was like, yeah, I think, you know, really, I think kickboxing and, and some of the, the, you know, kind of, if you want to lump kickboxing with like traditional martial art, like I don't, but it's it is, like, yeah. well, because it has a, this is your white belt techniques. Yeah. And then here's your next level techniques. And it's like, so you start somewhere. There's a fucking starting point. And then there's a next level, and, and it's you know it's, it's somewhat clear what you have to do to progress. And I think for like you know some kids that that is really good, like they thrive, like they do really well. If you're like here's where you start, and here's how you progress, um, and and you know that's good. But like jujitsu, and we say this all the time, you're just dumped in the deep end. It's like here's the deep end of the pool, jump in, have fun. Eventually, in a couple of years, you learn how to keep your head above water for a few seconds. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, and it's different. It takes a little bit of a different mindset. And that's a lot of what we've been talking about is like, you know, if, if no one taught you this, if no one showed you the mindset that makes you successful at jujitsu, and it doesn't come naturally to you for whatever reason, then 
yeah, it can be a long, super frustrating journey, but like you can hack these things. You can look at like what do successful people do to stack the odds in their favor and taking notes, focus practice, keeping the right mindset. Like all of these things are, you know, things almost across the board that you see people doing and they're just so easy. There's such low hanging fruit that it's like, why wouldn't you do it? You know, like we're, it's not like we're asking you to train for five extra hours a week. It's not like we're talking about fitness shit here. You know, like it's just, dude, change your mindset, have some focus, yeah. keep a journal and jujitsu will be better for you. So anyways, but yeah, I don't know any other thoughts on system building. No, man, I think we, I think you give a lot of good tips there. I hope. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to paying attention to the problems you run into. Yep. Um, paying attention to like the positions that you find yourself in and then kind of what are like what what two or three things generally happens from this position so you can have some sort of answer uh, you know for them Um, you know I think just you know some of those things just kind of help if you're trying to figure out how do I figure out how to start building a system yeah that's a good place to start is because you you will notice this especially with certain training partners, like we've talked about that before, you you'll notice you'll kind of end up in a very the same position or a very similar position. Yeah. And so if that's the case, well, use that as a starting point to build your system. Yeah, I like, always end up here. I, I I always end up here. Cool. That's your fucking base of your pyramid. Just start right there. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe maybe it's not the best place to start, but fucking it's it's a place. It is. That it, is a starting it, point. Start, that gives you a starting point. Something. And you you yeah. If you don't have a starting point, you're just yeah spinning your tires. Yeah. So yeah, that okay, that's cool. It's like, yeah. And just go from there. Okay, and then and I would just focus on one step prior to that and one step after that. Super simple. Like okay, what usually happens right before I get into that or what happens right you know probably the easiest thing is to do is to start what happens from there yeah okay what do I usually do from here you know or what can I do from here yeah now, maybe not what do I usually do or what okay say I end up here what can I what can I do from here that's a really good place to start yeah and that's your, you can start drilling the shit out of that you know different options there then you can look backwards okay why do I end why do I end up here and you know working forward at first might point that out to you, like, oh, I see why I'm ending up here. Yeah, I, I'm ending up here because of this. Because I'll notice that with some, because everybody, we all have our little, you know, favorite things we like to do. And I, I, I can, dude, I could, I could write down a list of all our training partners and, <laughs> and, all, and all the positions. I okay, I always end up here with this guy. I always end up here with this guy. Yeah, ba boom, ba boom. They, we all have those. And so, and I could, dude, if I was just sitting down, I could probably list every fucking one of us in the position we usually end up in. And, and 90% of the time, I'd be right. Yeah. You know, so it's, and but those are good places to start. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It may not even be necessarily like it's, you know, bad that you're like, if it's guard no. passing and you're like, man, I always end up in this position. It seems to be a pretty good, strong position to pass from, like. How am I ending up here? And like, can I can I force that better? Right. You know, stepping back, it's like, man, I really love that freaking the the smash pass, smashing the knees together, whatever you want, you know. And and uh, you know, I've had to work on how do I get here from different. It's like I, I I would naturally end up there. I like this position. Now let's take a step back. Like, how are people shutting me down from getting to this position? Okay, I I got to get an answer for that. And then once you get there. It's like, all right, well, what are the two or three things that people do here? 
But I know I was talking with uh, Shiloh, and she was saying, like, yeah, you know, jujitsu's. I forget what she said, but she was, like, you know, get, expressing a little frustration. And she's like, I always just keep getting stuck in the same three or four positions, and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, that's easy. Like, that's what makes it easy. Like, if you, like, you don't have to solve the entire jujitsu equation today. You got, that you got three or four things you need to solve. Now, the, the problem will change, and the thing is, over 10, 20, whatever years, you, you, you're solving more and more problems, and so you're getting closer and closer to solving the, the entire equation, but... Yeah, if you walk into it thinking like, man, I got to solve the entire jujitsu equation. And I think that's really good advice, man, because I, I've never really thought about that or, you know, never, never, you know, said that. But that, it is how you figure out a starting point. Yep. Like where there is no starting point, like you got to figure out where your starting point is. Like, you know, where are you ending up and what are your problems? And it's probably three or four things. It's yep. not a huge laundry list of shit if you really look at it. So, yeah, if you try to, yeah, like you said, if you try to solve the universal jiu-jitsu equation, you're never going to solve it all. No. It's too too vast. No. There's no complete answer. Yeah. There's never, you know, it's, a, you know, I, I I get so frustrated when the new people are always like, well, what if? Yeah. What if? I'm like, ah, I should have tried not to freak out, you know, like, there's always a what if. There's no just dim mock, magical, you know, position or move that's going to kill everybody. Yeah. And so, yeah, distilling it down so you don't get frustrated, so it doesn't seem so intimidating. That's yeah, that's important. Yeah, I think. But that so. goes back to everything we just talked about in this episode: yep. you know, positional sparring, the pain, being mindful. Yeah. And not just mindful in drilling, but mindful when you're rolling. And and so if you're you know if you take a round off, pick somebody that gives you troubles and watch them. Right. Even if you're yeah, rounds off, we've talked about that. You can actually learn a lot from you watching. Learn, you can learn a lot in your people rounds off, round. Dude. So even if you do take a round off, pay attention. Pay attention. Don't just sit there and bullshit with somebody. Yeah, be mindful. Be mindful. Like watch, watch somebody that fucks you up all the time and see if they're fucking that person up or if they're getting fucked up. Oh how, oh that's how he's doing. I've it. learned so much from so, watching Pimenta fuck Pimenta Kevin up. <laughs> yes, dude. I yeah, watching you know watching somebody that kicks your ass in a position and then taking around off and watching them get their ass whooped is priceless. Many like, levels. Oh, <laughs> that's what he's doing. You may not be able to implement it, but at least you you can try. Yeah, the, the intention again. It's like it may not happen right away, but man, if you understand it and your intention is to apply yeah. that principle. Like your your brain will figure out how to do it. Yeah. Like your body will eventually figure out how to do it. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the other thing too, man. Like, don't when you're trying something, you know, like don't get frustrated if it doesn't work. And again, it all goes back to it. It's like you know, I, I show a guard pass and people try it and it doesn't work, and then they fucking abandon it and they're like, well, that guard pass doesn't work. And it's like, no, 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 no. What? How did they shut it down? What did they do? Or what did you not do, right? Like that—that's the thing. And if you're not doing that, like, oh, I'm gonna try this pass, and I drill it a couple times, and oh, it's not working. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's a bullshit move. It's a bullshit move, <laughs> right? It doesn't work. And it's like no, 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 man. If you if you find something that speaks to you, like I like this move. I don't know what it is. I like this move. Like man, you really you you should be really convinced that it's not gonna work before you bail on it. Because nine times out of ten, ninety nine times out of a hundred. When like when something fucked up, like you know you fucked up, or they did something to fuck you up, and if you understand what they're doing or what you didn't do, and you can correct it, then you're gonna fix the fucking problem. It took me a long time 
to fucking figure that one out, man. Like, it doesn't take long, like, getting smashed a couple times trying something for you to just go, like, fuck this I'm shit, out. man. I'm out. And, but, yeah, if you, that's that's when you got to double down and just be like, fuck it. What are they doing? Keep smashing me. Keep, Keep smashing me. You're going to, yeah, I'm going to learn. You're teaching me. You're my best teacher right now. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's tough. So, no, it's good, man. I think that was a good episode. I mean, you're right. I, I like the the idea of the systems I think we've talked about before like in the instructionals thing like you know I, I personally find instructionals that look at kind of a systems based approach to what they're doing to be more valuable than just here's 25 of my favorite moves yeah you know what's funny is I think that's newer to the jiu-jitsu world you know over the past let's say five six seven eight years because I remember when I first started no one the, even that word like system and being taught like that wasn't super prevalent I remember Eddie Bravo came out with you know his 10 planets his, his rubber guard system yeah you know and then his half he had rubber guard system and then like his uh, half guard you know electric chair and then he had those two systems and those books he put out but there wasn't a lot of people doing it and what a lot of instructionals you bought back in the day was just how many techniques can I stuff into this fucking DVD set? Yeah, and there was systems within it, but it wasn't. Right. It was never quite like marketed or even taught like that. Yeah, it really wasn't. It was just puking a bunch of techniques on you, and here you go. Yeah, well, learning is a science, man. There's an art to it. And I, I think that's kind of been the some of the evolution in jujitsu. Yep. They you're starting to see a lot more. Almost all the instructionals you see nowadays are more of a system based instructional like yeah here's this you do this you if do they this, do this yep. and they do this or you do yeah I mean they were there and I'm not gonna say they weren't there right for, for some and maybe it's also because instructional is more uh, commonplace nowadays yeah digital, you know all the content's digital fuck I remember when I first started it was more normal to have VHS instructionals I'm gonna go train you're gonna go train yeah. <laughs> okay well, have fun. We're in here You're talking welcome. about training. Are Does you? That count? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, have fun. Mm-hmm. No deep half on white belts. Noted. Blue belts. <laughs> Noted. None. <laughs> Angela texted me. I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah. You can deep half Angela. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. See you guys. Love See you. It. I love you. That's you funny. All right. Love you in a jiu-jitsu way too, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so my wife's going to make it in. I'm not going in. No. My friggin' neck's been sore. Your knee's all fucked up. Yeah, dude, it's fucking disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully, you know, things turn out. Find out, man. I'm I'm not. I'm slowly coming into this acceptance phase of my having to get another surgery, man. Because, dude, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Having to go through that surgery again. You know, it's, it's, it's not like a small little thing you know it's fucking acl surgery yeah. off work for four months how many months you're off jiu-jitsu for you know you're not even stepping on the mat for several months and then you can get back to drilling and dude, it's just it's such a long fucking process and i'm pretty certain dude it's torn yeah it's not stable at all huh and, I, and honestly like i've been i've been in denial for like i i, I looking back like almost like the past year because the first time like i had surgery like three years ago and then I met about a year ago, about this time at that fight to win in February, 
that was that dude. I was in top half guard, and that guy kind of had. Oh, that's right. And he extended, he kind of had like the lockdown. The lockdown. And he extended his legs super hard. My knee went pop pop, and that's when I like I got pissed. I fucked him up, but then I I, I pulled out of the tournament after that. I remember that, it, now. that. That was the first time I remember it popping significantly since since the surgery. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's been a little more sporadic, and then. And then it just over the past couple months, it's been more frequent. It's been like going out on me, it's like fuck. And finally, because I, I remember just you know a couple months ago, like I, it, it popped me and you wrestling one time. It gets to the point now to where it kind of like dislocates and gets back in, mm-hmm. and it hurts, but I can just kind of like shut it off and keep going. And I just it's happened several times, and I, I just been ignoring it. It happened when I was doing takedowns there a, couple, a few weeks back. We we're doing no gi, and I, yeah. I went to like post my leg and shoot and it went boom and it was just like oh it fucking hurts for a second and then I just ignore it and I keep going and then finally like it was a couple weeks ago I went to plan on it and there there was just nothing there I went to hop on it and my knee just went and just fucking and I collapsed I'm like god fucking damn it man like there's there's something not right there for for it not to be stable yeah and I've just been kind of in denial huh yeah, it's it's, it's dude. I'm, I'm honest, dude. Like it's a tough one to fucking wrap my mind around. Like I don't want to go for the surgery again. Yeah, I know I have to if I want to continue my lifestyle, but it's motherfucker, man. Again, are you kidding me? Yeah, same fucking me. Yeah, man. Well, that sucks, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe life. It is what it is, man. Yeah, it is what it is, it man. Is I know. Is. That's I know. I got to come to terms with it. It is what it is. Yeah, man. I'd just say you know, trying to figure out the. The, the best way to, I don't know, make the most of it, you know, you're getting time off the mat, I don't know, maybe it's time to fucking write some shit down, or, I don't know, I got no clue. I don't know either. I don't know either. I'm just, either. I'm just always, uh, one of those, you know, life gives you lemons, tell it you like fucking lemons, you got, what else you got, right? What's that, the Henry <laughs> Rollins quote? <laughs> it's like, fuck lemonade, I like lemons, bitch, like what lemons. else you got? <laughs> Yeah, I know. So. It sucks. We'll see. Yeah, man. That's good. Well, I mean, you got a good family, jiu-jitsu family behind you. I mean, we're here for you. Well, I'll probably end up having to talk to you into driving me up to Vail for surgery if yeah. that's the case. Yeah, yeah, man. Whatever we can do to mm. help you out and just help you get through it, man, because you're a super valuable part of the gym. And, you know, it's going to be a bummer not having you being as active uh, with it, but I can come hobble back in there and yell insults at people. Dude, you can fuck fucking, shit up. Yeah, you can tell people don't drill stupid shit. <laughs> you don't need two knees for that. <laughs> I can insult people off to the side of the mat. That's right. Yeah, man. Just fucking yep. So, anyways, we'll see. Uh, yeah, see what we'll it find out comes out. But yeah, anyways, cool. I'm taking today off too. Get a little rest and uh, get back after next week. Cool. So. All right. Same call, right? Yeah, that sounds good, man. Cool. All right. See you, fuckers. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Fuck down, climb with a permanent rep. I'll hurt me now.
froggy, cool got a froggy outside Molly dude Mail them calling Daisy Duke Hanging by the lace of their shoes No trace of the tools Shaped in your face, fuck the rules Snooze you lose One eye always open, it times two No clue, but soon a brief monsoon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned, include, won't conclude Till the end is near, beware there's consequences But what you do to me Myself, he died. Me, myself, he died.